Welcome to Babes Read One-Handed, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the minds of the authors who bring you some of your favorite steamy stories. I'm your host, Meg, and I'm thrilled to have you with us as we explore passion, desire, and, well, a little naughty fun. Get ready to see a new side of some of your favorite authors and learn about a new friend whose book you just might want to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed today's guest. Hi! Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. Sorry, I'm like trying a new setup here where I have another screen on so I can read the comments. Well, oh. I know, I'm trying to be very fancy right now. You are very fancy. I'm like really elevating. I did my makeup today, I did my hair. I love it. So, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm like, eh, I have like an hour. I could do something <laughs> fun. Um, of course, like the thing I should have done was eat lunch, but you know, priorities. Well, priorities. You know, I have priorities. My priority is talking to you, and then I'll eat later. <laughs> Same. Food will always be there. Thing I didn't eat first either, so we'll it's just eat together. Food will always be there. But um, I love. Okay, before we even start, I love your Grogu. Oh, thank you. Isn't he cute? So cute. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. I love it. Oh my god, so cute. I love, I like, I'm trying to do my bookshelves right now, um, and I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Mandalorian Grogu fan, to the point where my older son tried to name my younger son Grogu. Oh, <laughs> probably didn't go well. No, I mixed that one. First of all, he wanted to name him Baby Yoda, and I said no. And then he said Grogu, and I was like, mm, still no. Still no. No, not a great kid name. <laughs> it's not, it's not. I know, I was named him something cuter but um yeah I love him my husband gave him to me as a birthday gift a few years ago so oh I love it oh my gosh well I'm so excited to chat with you about this new series thank you it is fantastic you went off with the running start um I love it already thank you that makes me so happy because I love it too so yeah. I love the first book in a series like I I'm absolutely guilty of like jumping in to read series mid series and don't at me for that. People get very upset with me. Oh, I don't get mad about that. No. You know why I do it? It's because I always find out that there's like a pregnancy trope book. <laughs> and I'm like, but I gotta read that one first. I get it. I get we all and then I just dial it back from there. <laughs> we all have our favorite. So we just kind of jump in where our favorites are. Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, oh, wait, I actually love this. And then I go back and read the rest of the series, but yeah. I do. I it makes sense to me, so. It, listen, but then like, there's something about the start of a book, like the first book in a series where you kind of like are getting the foundations of everyone and all of that, and you're kind of learning. And especially I think in small town, I really like it better because in other ones, you learn a little bit about everybody, but I feel like in small town, they like, everybody's got like a very big personality. Everybody's got like, quirky things about them, the whole town has a personality in and of itself. It's kind it of fun. It's fun. It's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Is the right the first one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so anyway, I have, um, you know, been looking at this one. I looked at, um, you know, some of your past series. You definitely have done quite a few. Um, how does it feel to be embarking on like a new journey, I guess? It's, yeah, it's always so fun to start a new series. It's, it's great. Like I have several series that are many books long. Like I have a 19 book long series that I love so much, but 
when you start that something new, it just kind of gives you butterflies. It's like my, my creative soul feeds on that so much. So, um, I'm so excited about the new series and yeah, I already have books plotted for the whole family and yeah, we're ready to go. I love it. And I like, it still connects to your old series, you know, the ones that you've done in the past. Um, I know it's got a connection to the Seattle series and all of that. Um, I do love that there's a character with my name. Thank you. It never happened. You're so welcome. Oh my God. It never happens. Like truly people are like, yeah, somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, like there was like a Facebook group and they're like, what's a book with a character with your name in it? And I'm like, literally none. Nobody uses my name ever. And then I see this and I'm like, yes. Now you can say there is. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. Or like, she's the awkward friend of someone. I know. I'm like, this is also like what it feels like to be a Virgo though. Like we're, we're always screwed like every time there's like memes like everybody else gets like a good pick and then virgo gets like mayonnaise or something and you're, like, <laughs> you're so rude <laughs> so i was very excited i'm stoked i'm gonna definitely go back and read that one because now i need to know what my love story is i'm very it, excited it's a fan favorite too uh, listen i'm stoked like i am truly excited about <laughs> i'm such a nerd i love it and so yeah so we get to go see like some of the people from your old series this one's obviously um you know kind of plotted out how i guess did this come about like where did you where did the the idea come from is it more recent did you have this in mind like way back when uh so i live in montana and i love i i have a previous series that's also set in montana and i was missing it i really wanted to write in in this state again um and so, so when I was thinking about it, I thought, well, maybe one of the Montgomery cousins goes to Montana and they love it there. So they just stay. And that's kind of how it came to be. Um, and I just ran with it. I love that. Yeah. You can definitely tell, I feel like Erin has a lot of your love for Montana, like in her, and you're kind of able to express that. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to love about Montana. So um, I, I just, enjoy showing those fun little things yeah and I think you know it connected with me a little different I guess than maybe other people but like I come from a place where like like there's a big city very close by we're suburban you know all of that um so you know for me to kind of like hear what she likes about the small town life what she loves about Montana I was like oh oh that actually sounds like that sounds like something I would like too you know in the sense of like coming from all of that craziness and then moving elsewhere. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, thank you. I lived in Seattle for a long time and um, and then moved back to Montana. And it was those things, those, it's a little quieter. It's not as crazy. There's no traffic, you know, things like that. It just, um, God, what yeah. would that be like? No traffic. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did like briefly live in Buffalo, also a city, not a big one though. And it was cute when they used to say that there was traffic. You're like, because we were like, where do you live? I live outside of New York. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's still in the same state, very different views of what traffic actually is. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been like all over the country and kind of seen different things. And I do love, like, I don't know if I could do it full time, even though I live in my house 
house literally all the time. I never leave my house, so I don't know why I say this, but, like, I don't know if I could live in such, like, a, I guess, like, out-of-the-way kind of place where it takes you a while to get to stuff. Yeah. Then again, I don't leave my house, so right. I don't know why I say that. Isn't it you know, that if you want something from Target, it's super easy to get it, or if you want something, if you want to eat at a certain restaurant, you probably have access to all the restaurants ever. I mean, I guess that's true. I don't eat, like, I don't cook food like I should, but I don't. Um, but I order everything from Target to my door, but being where I am, it is the same day delivery. <laughs> exactly. See here, um, our, um, Amazon Prime delivery is a week mm -hmm. from now because it just takes that long to get here. Yeah. No. Do same day delivery for anything. Um, except if I want something from Target and they have it in the store, I can go pick it up today, but nobody's bringing it to my door. So it's very different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would, I would, yeah. I'd, well, that's because I'm like incredibly irresponsible and like will be like, oh, we have no more diapers. <laughs> so have them delivered to yeah. your door. Yes. And then they were there the next morning and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's such a different way of living though. That's crazy. I kind of love that. I mean, in the sense that I would have to be a more responsible person and perhaps I would have more time because I wouldn't have all the craziness of like traffic yeah. and like, you know, inconveniences of life that are here too. So, but it is very cool to read, you know, she goes into town. She has like, you know, I know like one of her friends lives in town because it's more convenient for her job and things like that. And it was interesting just to kind of like hear about kind of how that whole dynamic works as opposed to like what I think most suburban people are used to. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Thank you. you. did a very, nice picture for all of us now we're gonna all move to montana and you're gonna be so screwed crap well, <laughs> um <laughs> you're like actually it's not that great um i'm hosting an event in montana in 2025 so you don't have to move here you can just come <gasps> that's so fun okay yeah. yeah can you tell me more about that i'm very interested i'm very excited yeah so and interested it's gonna be i don't i haven't released a lot of details yet because we're still ironing out like contracts and stuff but it's going to be in september of 2025 here in whitefish montana so if you love the wilds, like I've really based Bitterroot off of my town of Whitefish. So it's so, it's so that world. So yeah, we're going to be hosting an event here. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. I think uh, there's a, quite a few small town um, series set in like Montana area. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I mean, I think we've all become like mildly obsessed with it. I know people go glamping. Um, yes. That's the most, yes. most I know of anyone from me, like, going there. Like, I don't think most of my friends are roughing it. Um, but no, I, I, too, am not roughing it, ever. Oh, I want to be roughing it. I love, I love a good camping. Like, okay. oh, yeah. I'll fish. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. I don't and want to. <laughs> I've already convinced Ava Hunter to go fishing with me. So if you can get her there, Who? then I'll have a fishing buddy. Ava Hunter? Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you, you can convince her to go, then I'll have a fishing buddy and then we can all go fishing in okay. a lake somewhere or a river. I'm down. Well, the resort we're going to be at is on a lake. So bring your pole. <gasps> Just go outside. I'm so excited. My husband won't, he won't fish with me. I would like to be oh. like an outdoorsy, somewhat small town girl, but I have a husband who's like far too pampered for that. <laughs> so he won't go camping. He's like, ew. <laughs> Same. I'm like, can we, can we? Just like get some some uh, sleeping bags and lay on the ground. No, <laughs> no. Or 
so boring. <laughs> oh, my boys will have to learn from me. It's fine. Um, yeah. All about the great outdoors. Darn Thank it. You. I love it though. I love how you like sort of brought in a flavor of the wildlife um, in this book as well. Yeah. Um, I am somewhat of a, an animal lover. By somewhat, I mean a lot. Yeah. Um, but I liked how you talked about it. I think a lot of times we make it sound so delightful, like bears in the wild, so cute, baby bears. And you're like, no, 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 no you can't touch them. Right. And like, you're very honest with like how, you know, you're, they're out in the wilderness, definitely. Um, but how they interact with wildlife out there. And though it's beautiful and the wilderness is beautiful, it's not necessarily meant for people to like use for funsies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a petting zoo by any no. means. Yeah. No. And I think that's something, you know, we can kind of get lost in. People will like on Instagram, make it look, look so cute. Like, oh, look at these baby bears. And they'll try to, yeah, no, no. Don't no. Hurt it. like it's not, it's not great. Yeah. Respect the wilderness. Um, I was always kind of a card carrying member of the wildlife federation and all of that. So I like how you approached it. Um, I think it's not talked about a lot. Um, and especially I like when romance books touch on real things. Yeah, I do too, because I mean, obviously it's a fantasy. I mean, the whole romance thing, but also I think we identify with them better if they feel like real people and it feels like a real situation and um yeah we don't pet the bears even in fantasy so <laughs> no and i appreciate that there's a way that sometimes they think things get romanticized in books and like and sometimes it's great for the plot and i get that but there's other times where i think it's you know an opportunity for learning um i've learned a lot i know through reading romance books and i think it's interesting to me when you know other people get that experience and get to learn something new too and yeah. I love that. I just, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised at how you approached it. Um, Thank you. Thanks. It could have gone like a lot of ways and, and those would have been fine too, but I think it was a good opportunity to kind of talk about that, um, which yeah. I thought was great. I love it. Love. Okay. So Remington, Aaron, kind of an unlikely pair. Um, yeah. I but I love that like there was not a lot of like angst. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I've never written a ton of angst in any of my books. We're just not an angsty writer over here. So, um, yeah. I, I love that. Me too. <laughs> I often will read like, like, you know, single dad nanny is a trope that I feel like I've read, you know, you've read in different books and things like that, but it's not, it's, I think it's always angsty. It's always like, I shouldn't. And then you have like, you know, 40, 60% of the book, I shouldn't. And then I'm like, mm, but we're all adults here. So why shouldn't you? Yes, exactly. And I loved how you approached it. It was very different, um, you know, from any book that I'd read, even with similar themes, like it's entirely different book from start to finish, which I loved. And I loved Erin. Like, I really, really love Erin. Thank you. I do too. Yeah. Was she like parts of her personality based on anyone? I don't know. I resonated with her a lot. It's not really based on anybody you know these people are just people in my head they just have their own personalities and their own ways of thinking about things and things that they like and all you know so um she's not really based on anybody but i really liked that she was like so different from where she comes from you know she comes from a very influential very wealthy family and celebrity family yep. family and that's her kind of uncomfortable she's like i don't need that mm -hmm. to be happy mm -hmm. 
And um, I liked that about yeah. her, that she didn't need, feel like she wanted to ride those coattails or um, feel the need to tell people who her father is so that she gets a leg up anywhere. And um, I felt like she had a lot of integrity. She really did. And I thought that it was really interesting that it's not that she didn't like, you know, like her family. It's not like she had a problem with her family by any means. Yeah. But it's not that she didn't want to talk about them because she had a problem in that sense. She was, she really just didn't want every conversation in her life to be about that. Yeah. And I think she got into a trap in her life where unfortunately that's when everyone looked at her, that's what they saw. Yeah. And that's gotta be frustrating. Like, when you meet new people, they're, oh, that's who your dad is? Well, let's tell me about that. I want to know more about that. What's it like to be the daughter of somebody super famous? What's, you know, and she doesn't want to talk about that all the time. Like, that's not who she is. No. You know? Yeah. And I think this is like, you know, somebody was talking the other day about how someone got mad because they referred to a guy uh, in like a sports team as so-and-so's husband. And they got all uproarious, and I said to myself, and I think I said this on threads too, um, wow, what must it be like for men to deal with something that women have dealt with for like literally ever? Yeah. Um, but I think that she kind of, instead of having a husband, she was just, you know, so-and-so's daughter, so-and-so's niece. Yeah. She was never just Erin. And I think that's, you know, a powerful thing to have a character go through and, you know, talk about and to be okay with being uncomfortable with that because just because it's a blessing and wonderful doesn't mean you can't also be uncomfortable with it. Totally. Yeah, I liked that she had acknowledged, you know, I am, I'm privileged and I understand that, but also it makes me uncomfortable at the same time. Like it's okay to be both. It's okay to be both. I love that. And I think as women, I, often see us do like this thing of like you know oh well you can only have one feeling about something and god forbid a woman feel like two right. different ways and so like yeah not to get on my soapbox about women but um oh. it is it, it is a tough thing to deal with where you know you can feel two different ways at once and that is totally fine yeah and yeah and i love yeah. when books kind of bring that out yeah. i think it's great um and I just really liked her, the way she put it was really great. Um, and I liked that she didn't have to like, again, no angst. She didn't have to hate anybody. It didn't have to be a contentious thing. Um, I love that. Except we that off so that he came to town to make sure she was okay. <laughs> Which I feel like I kind of yeah. love. And she was like, okay, they're like bothering me from there. Like, I don't want them to like interrupt this like moment I'm having of finding myself. Yeah. And then he's like, are you okay? But like, that's such a parent thing to do. It is. Yep. Especially when your dad is this very overprotective, very alpha man and his baby yeah. girl flying to him. He's like, well, then I'll fly to you and make sure you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have two kids and they're very little, but I can tell you if they were at school and they didn't answer me for a week, we'd be having yeah. words. Like I would be going there. Yeah, even if they are adults. Yeah, right? I'd be like, excuse me, are we alive? Like, <laughs> health signals, something. Let me know. Because <laughs> at a certain point, I mean, yeah, like that is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think some people might think 
but that's like a little overbearing. But I think if you have that background and knowledge, it's like, yeah, you kind of would if you had the means to have a private jet. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so somebody said, what did they say here? Um, the closest with her family and how her family understood what she needed with wanting to live her own life with outside of the uh, outside of the celebrity upbringing was so supportive and so protective and loving. Yeah. And I thought that was great. It really was. I mean, there's a different universe in which they could have been like, my baby lives all the way over there and we're not happy about it. Right. Or even putting their foot down and saying, we won't have this. You better come home or, you know, something silly. Or like we'll that. take away your trust fund or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. No. They're like, well, we love you. We don't get it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but even like, you know, her mom and her sister, when they got there, like they were like, I mean, we don't want this, but we get it. Like, it's very cute. Um, you know, it's a very, it's a very beautiful place and they can sort of, they know her well enough to see her exactly. there. Which they think, yeah. Because that's a huge thing. Like, that's not easy. No. no. It's not easy. And it's not easy to do that and then not have your parents throw out the guilt trip all the time or, you know, things like that. So, no, I agree. Oh, somebody just asked, and I, I had this question for you, too. Whose book is next in the series? And they love so it next, so much. Chase is next with um, Summer, the gal who owns the floral shop. I love this. I love... Um, her sister a lot and now I'm wondering because her sister is flirting with the brother and now I'm like now I want that no I don't know if this is happening but I've decided in my head that I love this it's not I know it's fine but it was very it cute was, it was very cute it was fun it was a fun little moment because she says and because Aaron says are you flirting yeah. with him and she's like and she goes no dad's vein pop in his yeah Oh, she loves to mess with him. But, like, wouldn't it be so funny if they both moved there and then their dad, like, totally lost it because both of his baby girls are over there and he's like, uh, what do I do? Right. I thought that would be hilarious. Personally. It does not have to be that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm just watching, like, Will's head explode in my mind. <laughs> Poor Will. Poor Will. I love that. Um, will we see her family back in any future books? Oh, yeah. So... In Chasing Wild, um, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but I mean, obviously there's going to be a wedding. So um, we will see family come over for that. And, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, are there going to be any cameos? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just very much my style to always see people from previous, you know, little, little Easter eggs here and there. Yeah. I was going to say, is there going to be anybody from any of your other series making appearance, appearances throughout the rest of the book series? I don't know yet. Maybe. Does everyone have a pairing in your head so far? Or are there, like, people who still are kind of undecided? No, everybody in this series, it'll be a five-book series, and I already have everybody <gasps> So who's who and how we end up there, you know? Yeah. And I'm, is Millie mm -hmm. one of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we know which book she is we yet? We do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that out? Like, is that common knowledge, or is that you know? Um, it'll be... I mean, it'll be out before the end of this year. So um, she will be book five, and that is going to be, um, yeah, the last book in, like, I want to say December or January. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Courtney said, five books, we are in for a wild ride. We are. We are. I love the pun. I love it. I'm a huge, huge fan. Thank you. 
<laughs> um, after that, we will have another family that I start, likely also in the same town. So we're still in Bitterroot Valley. We just moved to a new family in the Bitterroot Valley. I love this. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like a very cute little zany cast of characters. And I love Thank you. That. I love having, you know, we'll introduce an eccentric lady that lives in town who's kind of wacky and everybody, everybody loves her and respects her, but she's like wild with the way she dresses and has a crazy looking car and you know like I love the different characters in a small town you just make it its own part of the story that is so much fun it's so great I love that yeah oh now I'm wondering if like the the, the rival family is gonna if we're gonna pair off with anyone I'm very excited I love the rival family I think yeah. that's so hilarious I love a Hatfield and McCoy situation I do like, it's so cute I know um you know like you kind of get this like I mean, I know you don't do angst, but it, it's like a it's like a touch of like a little built-in well, yeah. of like got to be a little bit of conflict here and there. Yeah, because that's like a little like oh no, yeah. oh no no no, oh. like what are they gonna do now? Um, oh, Courtney said next series is a rival family. We can only hope. Maybe we don't know. Maybe. We don't know. You can only hope. You plead the fifth. <laughs> um, yeah. But I do like um, you know I like that they have four and one and they have four and one and like everything mirrors each mm -hmm. other like but that's such a thing that happens too like it's very weird how things work yeah. out um yeah and you'll see like you know oh oh we have this rivalry and this family ends up being just like us and why don't we like them they're literally the same thing as us yes there's no but reason all <laughs> it's like there's literally no reason we're yeah. all exactly the same we all do the same stuff yeah. and yet no we do not like no, them no. at all for literally no reason that anyone can remember exactly <laughs> it's, it's always been that way yes it's the fence it's the moving yeah. fence yeah well i love that so much um i thought that was hilarious i can't wait to see more antics i want to see if the fence gets moved like i'm very invested <laughs> in what's going on with the fence i love that with the fence with like you know do they let like, you know, pigs number one, three, and four loose and everyone's looking for pig number two? I just don't know. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to make notes. Yes. <laughs> I just want one of those situations. Like I want them to like start like playing pranks on each other, like, and like really screwing with them yeah. just to like mess with their day. I'm like, yes, like we need to like, we need to go crazy yeah. with these. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, um, I know that they own a ranch and some of the boys live there. Some of the boys don't. Yeah. Is everybody back in town now? Yeah. I mean, I know. Yep. Everybody's I... in town, even Ryan, the okay. been off to the city for a long time. He's back too. So that. yeah, he's sticking around. Yeah. Ah, ah, see, I love this. Um, I know his brother did was like, no, you're not. <laughs> trust him at this point because he just he's in and out all the time but. i love that are you going to see more of their relationship i guess throughout the rest of the books yeah okay because that's an interesting dynamic that they have um, it is family dynamics are hard and i think that's another thing that i love about writing a family saga is figuring out where do we have the friction and who gets along great and who's like i could take them or leave them you know um and not for any bad 
reasons, just maybe the the politics of family yeah. or personality conflicts. You know, it's it's just so fun to um, explore those dynamics. It's funny because like the other two brothers don't seem to have this kind of relationship with him, but the two of them seem to have a lot of yeah. passion. And you know, usually it's like okay, everyone's on one side or the other, mm -hmm. and you got like two Switzerland and the other two are at each other. Yeah, exactly. And, and I love it your shit out just stop yeah yeah they're just like oh, okay i don't know why this is going on like i was yeah <laughs> i think when we get to ryan's book we're going to really see it wasn't just because ryan didn't show up for a long time i think we're gonna find out really what went down between the two of them i was getting some some of that vibe like it seemed like there was more to it than just like we just don't see eye to eye and he ran off and we never saw him again i was like mm. yeah but I, th I agree i think that's the thing with you know siblings i guess you know the dynamics i'm an only child so i can only speculate um but you know just like the dynamics of you grew up in the same house you know you share your parents time and energy and all of that you know you share the the you know the joys and the burdens of being a family together yeah and you know sometimes that's got to be hard and it can create friction i'm sure for sure yeah i'm yeah. very lucky that i don't have to deal with anyone else it's true <laughs> but it's all on me so you know yeah 50 you know if, if anything happens it's all me so yeah yep. so, but i do like being an only child that is quite nice um so i guess what other questions did I have for you? Um, the other brothers all are paired off, you said, right? And then are we looking like at people? They're all staying in this town, or is anyone going anywhere? Or is anyone coming into town, Brandy? New? Perhaps, perhaps this is a place people will end up. Um, everybody will end up staying. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I know sometimes, you know, like one of the guys goes off and meets somebody and then like, that's their thing. Um, so I wasn't quite sure because it is like, it's a nice small town. Because Bitterroot Valley is very much its own character. So we will be yeah, there the whole time. There. I'm perfect. I love that. Oh, I can't wait to see more about the town. Um, which we'll call it. And then I know they're all out, out of, out, uh, some of them are out of the ranch, right? And some of them live in town. Is that correct? Some of them do live in town i i, I don't, the ranch is also another character so we feel there. Like, gonna, yeah i love this well it's very exciting um and then we have our like tertiary characters are very much like lucky i love lucky he's so yeah. fun is he paired off already or no you know i don't think i well first of all lucky is very old he's like we don't know how old he is but he was old when Remington's dad was young. Like, you know, he's just always been this staple cowboy on the ranch. He seems um, like it. Yep. He's like an old timer. He's old this time. is his thing. This is his thing. So I don't believe Lucky's married. I don't believe he, this is, he's a, an old cowboy and this is what he does. Yeah. I think this is so fun. It's such a cute cast of characters. It definitely has like some great tertiary characters. I love like the lady who runs the coffee shop and there's the guy that fixes the cars and the tow truck guy. And I don't know, it's just like this, everybody's got a personality. Everyone chats. Um, mm -hmm. Has any like tertiary characters started like really chatting in your brain? They all do. Yeah. That they want to like, that they want to take this, steal the show at any point? No, because we have boundaries. Okay. Oh, oh you have boundaries? Wow. 
Oh, yeah. That's intense. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. No, most, cool. most authors I know end up having someone talk to them and then that person talks them into a whole book that they were not intending to. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Um, not in a long time. That did happen one time a long time ago. Ooh, which one was that? Uh, so in With Me in Seattle, the original series, mm -hmm. uh, actually not long after Will's book, this guy started hanging out in my head and I'm like, I don't know who you are, but you're not part of this family. And he's like, I am. I'm part of this family. He ended up being an illegitimate son. Um, so there was an extra Montgomery brother. <laughs> so what started out as like a seven book series became an eight book series and he got his own book. Oh my gosh. I love that though. I like when like a character just kind of like pops into your head and you can't get them out. Yeah. Except it's annoying when you've already planned out the whole series and they're like, but wait, oh, there's more. I'm not saying it's, it's convenient by any means. I just no. think that we very much enjoy it. <laughs> purely a reader perspective on the situation. <laughs> I get it. It was fun, but um, yeah. You're like, no, I'm having boundaries now. There are walls here. There are walls. Like here and here. Yeah, I'm like, stay in your place. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, you said there's another series coming up after this. Like, how far in advance, I guess, do you plan your books out? Because this is really fascinating. I'm usually two to three years in advance um, knowing what's coming. Yeah. And like it's pretty solid does it like ever change changes all the time okay okay so it's this is like a oh, this is a it loose is. It is. For yeah the, okay this year is pretty solid because we're finishing the wilds um and then i know what i would like to do after that okay yeah i love that i um i know i've talked to authors who are like yeah i have a plan for the you know next three years and then they're like oh wait that is not what's calling me anymore we well, are off in another direction. Something <laughs> the market changes, what's popular changes, what readers want changes. Oh, and so, oh, yes. yeah, you just have to be flexible. I love that. Um, so I know small town's really big right now. Is there any trope, I guess, that you are looking forward to writing? Maybe not in the next book or even the ones this year, but like anything you're looking forward to getting to play with in the future? Um, I really love the tropes that I'm writing. And this series is full of all the tropes. Um, I love that. We've got friends to lovers. We've got second chances. We've got brother's best friend. Um, so, so I love all of those tropes. We have enemies to lovers. Oh. Lots it. of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you don't get to play around with very often that you're you're getting to, to dip your toe into? Um, you know, I started writing paranormal romance a few years ago, and I have several series released um, that are paranormal romance, and they just don't typically do as well as my contemporary romance, so I've stopped writing them for now. Um, but that is probably where my biggest passion lies, is the paranormal, witchy, time travel. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It was oh, is that on, like, the, is that on the forecast? No. Out? No. Mm -mm. No. Okay. Well, here's hoping that there's like, you know, a strike of inspiration because I love a parent. Well, y'all are welcome to go read them. There are six of them out there. <laughs> I will go back. What's that series called? Uh, the first one is called Bayou Magic and the second is um, Curse of the Blood Moon. So it takes place in, in uh, outside of New Orleans, in and around New Orleans. Um, it's got a serial killer, all the fun things. And then um, 
the second series takes place in Salem, Massachusetts. Ooh. So thank you for loving my witchy romance. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're fun. Witchy romance is fun. So See, yeah. we like, a, we do. We like a paranormal. Okay. Well, if you ever dip your toe back in that, you tell me and I will get the word Thanks. out because I love, I love contemporary a ton don't get me wrong but like i could throw in a paranormal every once in a while and be very yeah. happy like yeah for a few years i was only releasing them at halloween time which actually worked very well yeah and then this, this last series though i decided to release every six months and um it didn't do as well as if i just did it at halloween so i'll probably take this year off of that but maybe next year we'll dip back into halloween time we'll see okay you let me know I'm on your short list. You tell me. I will. I love those. And I, I, you know, because I'm a Twilight girl from like back in the day. Yeah. So like, I can always like kind of mess around with like a little crazy werewolf, witchy, you know, you yeah. like all that. It's fun. It is fun. It it's different. Mixes it up. Yes. My brain needs like a little, like a little massage every once in a while. And so I like to mix it up with different That's shots. a really good way of describing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, because you don't want to get stuck. You want to like. You know, very enough. Keep yeah. yourself, keep yourself entertained. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I'm so excited. I'm going to go in and check those out for sure. Um, and then, so, sorry, I had a thought and then I lost it. Okay, do that. Because with me. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? My goodness. And I stink at this. Um, you'd think I'd be better at this by now, but no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> Great. Um, oh, yes. So we have in this one a little bit of a, um, like a, like a criminalish undertone CSI kind of situation going on here. Little, I don't describe it very well. Little suspensey moment. Little yeah. suspensey moment. There you go. That's good. And it's kind of there under the surface, kind of bubbling up every once in a while. Um, is that something that you like really enjoy doing in your books? Is that something that is kind of like a, a common theme for you? Um, yeah, I love a whodunit moment, like what is going on, and it's it's very intriguing to me. So we'll continue a suspense thread through this series. Yeah. Is it going to be different than this particular situation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's not going to be like one overarching thread through everything. It's just like little. Yeah. Interesting. Are you like a, a crime junkie? I am. Um, I love I love a crime. I could tell. Give me all of those. Um, yeah. And my my paranormals are very suspensey, solving a crime, solving a problem, you know that kind of thing. Um, so adding a little suspense element to romantic, contemporary, you know, romance is fun. I love that. Do you have any favorite like suspensey either TV shows, movies, books, series, anything like that that you like podcasts that you kind of are obsessed with? Um, podcasts. I love my favorite murder. Oh, you do. Podcast, love them. They're they're, so they're like one of the I, I can't I can't because I will like I, I'm fine with fake oh. like but once it starts getting real you don't like the true, true crime. Uh -uh. I don't okay. want it could be me. True. Yeah. No, I get that. Not, that. And then they're like, and it took place in New York, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> right? No. Yeah. No. So much happened. Yeah. I know. It, and they always go, and it was in New York. And you're yeah. like, no, 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 no. I do not want it to be me. No, thank you. No. That's funny. It's very 
terrifying. I am the one person who like, I don't put myself into any romance book, which is I know like the thing that every woman apparently, except for me does, like they put themselves as the main character. I never do that. But I put myself as like the main character in every like murder that happens in real life. <laughs> you have it backwards. I know, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> every time I'm like, and listen, I've never gone for a jog except for once in my life and that ended miserably so it'll never happen again so they're my feet hurt they're not jogging trail but like they'll be like this lady who was on a jogging trail and i'm like i could have gone on that jogging trail <laughs> do you know that i would never have like there's no way i would ever end up on that jogging trail okay first of all i'd never go on a trail i'm not an idiot um that's how you get murdered um and second i would never go for a jog i don't know why i think that this could be me Listen, it'd be a weird moment that you decide to go on the job. lost my mind. <laughs> and I go jogging on a random trail that I've never been on before. Yes. I have no ties to. You never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. That is what these stupid murder podcasts have taught me. You never know. <laughs> I need to know everything. I don't like I don't know. You never know. See, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. I can't do it. You're um, just staying safe. I'm staying safe. I'm so safe. I don't go anywhere. It's very safe. I sit in my house all day long. I drive to drop the kid off and I drive to pick the kid up and then I stay at home. I don't go anywhere. There you go. It's very safe. It's super safe. <laughs> I'm such a dork. I'm like, eh. I'm just so like I'm I'm such a homebody. I'm so cozy. And then I made a child who's also a homebody, which I think is hilarious. Because <laughs> literally I'll be like, can we go out for dinner? And he's like, we have food in the house. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, I overdid this. <laughs> like I did it too well. <laughs> Man. I'm like, can we just go out? Like just to eat? No. 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 No, he's not into it. <laughs> Speaking of kiddos, I really loved Holly and oh my God, I'm, I'm so bad with names and I'm immediately forgetting it. Johnny, thank you. I was like, why do I want to say Jake? It's not Jake. Um, so Holly is super cute. I love her. She's got like such a little personality. Yeah. So does he, like with the teeth at dinner. Hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Um, so like, do you, I don't know how, like, how do you write? kids so well like is that something that's hard to write into books like I just I hear various opinions on this kids are not hard for me to write I love kids so I can just picture them saying the funny things you know like when Johnny says he's losing his teeth and it's not a bad way to make a living I, you know literally something my son would say so like <laughs> hands down hilarious yeah um the only thing that is a challenge for me when writing kids into stories is when are we gonna have the sexy time because yes we're not going to have the sexy time with the kids hanging out. So I, I try, I avoid writing single parents. I don't write a ton of them because of that. Cause I like writing the sexy time and I don't want to have to worry about who's babysitting the kids. Are they at school? Are they old enough to be in school? Are they, you know, all those things so that I don't have to choreograph the sexy time time. Uh -huh. but, um, that's the challenge I find. With they don't kids. schedule it like every parent in America, apparently, apparently. Not when they're dating. That's not. Sexy. I know. I think it's hilarious though. Every like every time you look at like a mommy blog or anything like that, they're like schedule it, put it in the calendar, and I'm like, people do. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, how do people do that? I don't understand it. 
right. It seems very strange to me. I, I, does that like, could it still be? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't. Still hot. So I don't have to schedule the sexy time. But, um, yeah. Listen, you do what you, you gotta do. do. Fair right. enough. There you go. But yes, I, I do agree that like writing them in, that's got to be a challenge. So yeah. So I'm like, send them off with grandma and grandpa. Go eat all yeah. the things. And grandma and grandpa were very nice. We like them. We like yeah, so like a prequel novella that's on my website. No. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Oh, I love that. Origin story set in the 80s with 80s music and fun. It's really fun. I love yeah. the 80s, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, I love your hair. Thank you. Yeah, I got like a like a modernized crimper, but like, honestly, let's face it, this is crimping. Um, yeah. I love an 80s. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. So called Marion Wild, so it's set during the holidays, and um, yeah, it's their origin story. So oh my should... goodness. Okay, that's on your website? It is on my website, and it's free. Excellent. Okay, I'm gonna, the hope is that I'm gonna post this on my Substack and my podcast, and then I will put in the episode notes awesome. the link for that. So let's see if I can make yeah. that up. <laughs> I have found out a way to download I, these. I can send you a link. I'll put it in. Okay, cool. I love that. I'm so excited. I love the series already. I am so excited. I'm very invested in everyone's story now. Um, my I'm only so last question for you is, are we going to keep having family dinners? Of course. They are a staple. Yes, we have to okay. have family Because I, I cannot wait to see everyone bring people to family dinners and get ribbed. <laughs> yes. I love it. The best part of a family story. That's right. <laughs> Oh, yay. Okay, somebody has it, but they forgot about it in the excitement for Aaron's story, so they're going to go read it. Yay. Yeah, I'm going to go read it, too. I'm very excited. Um, I don't know. Mom and Dad seem like they have a pretty good love story. Like They do. They do. Yeah. They have a pretty love story. It's fun. Yeah. They are, they are long-lasting. Yeah. And seems like still very happy, and they want to retire and spend lots of time together. So that... They're the sweetest. I love that. I love... I want to be that person. I want to be, like... My kids are grown and I still want to hang out with him. Like, please yeah. love you. Get me out of this job so I can go hang out with my husband. Exactly. I want, I want to spend time with yeah. my husband. Yeah. I love her. She's like, I love you, honey. But like, seriously, I want to go spend time with your dad. We're both going to retire. Yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Like, even after all those years, she's still like, no, no, no. This is our time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and you'll find out why because oh i love that oh okay now i'm gonna definitely go read that's so fun yeah i had so much fun chatting with you too thank you for having me of course thank you for joining me this is so much fun um i had a great time reading this fantastic start to the series cannot wait to read the rest of them um and i hope if everybody if you have not read it yet definitely go get on that um it is an adorable small town story with great spice um top notch and and no and like very minimal angst and I love that I'm very happy for a mature relationship even with an age gap even with a single dad nanny we have like a very mature love story that I am so excited like to have read it made that me makes me happy thank you I I love I that love too it. I mean because like listen I'm all about badass female main characters I have a very broad definition of badass it doesn't have to be 
somebody going out there and punching men in the face and yeah. whatever. But like Erin is such a badass. Like yeah. she's like, this is my life. This is what I want to do. And I'm yeah. just going to do it. Yeah. And I love that. I love that for her. I love that for us that we got to read it. Yeah. Um, and she really is. She's like, she's a total badass and she's just out here like being herself and not apologizing to anyone. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love you. It. So thank you. It's my, it's my soapbox. That is my soapbox forever. Like women just like being empowered, being themselves, not apologizing to anyone. Yeah. I, I don't ever write a, da a damsel in distress. No. We're not, we can do it. It's yeah. Fine. We can be awesome. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending time with me. I um, am going to try to upload this to my podcast slash Substack slash whatever. So I will send you info about that. Um, if you guys didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, you'll be able to watch it there. Um, and yeah, I had a great time. I, I hope to chat with you again. I would soon. love that. I had a great time too. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. You. Bye-bye. Welcome to Babes Read One-Handed, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the minds of the authors who bring you some of your favorite steamy stories. I'm your host, Meg, 